All right. You know what it is? You know who it is? We're back. Episode four, I think, of the fight cast. Jake, we got a couple things to go over this weekend. Uh, we had the Glover Teixeira fight versus Tiago Santos. We had Devin Haney versus, I don't know how to say his last name, or his first name, York. Yuri Arcus. Yuri Arcus Gamboa. Um, and then a couple other things. We're going to go over a couple other fights this week. Uh, coming up, there's a fight this weekend. Kel Brook versus Terrence Crawford. And Katie Taylor versus, I forgot who she's fighting. But uh, we're going to go Very over We're going to have to start taking, like, fan interventions here. See what they want to hear us talk about. Um, but, yeah, so you want to start off with the uh, UFC or boxing? UFC, let's do it because right. there was a bit Devin of an upset this weekend. What'd you say? Devin Haney fight was trash, so you go ahead and there's an upset in UFC. I picked uh, Tiago Santos, and a lot of people had Tiago Santos, so he was a uh, favored to win heavily. I think I think he was like minus three hundred, and Glover Teixeira submitted him in like the third round. Um, it was a pretty good fight. So like early on, I thought my prediction was about to be right because he got he got caught, he got hit like three or four times. Just like boom, boom, boom. And he was like wobbling a little bit. But then, so Glover Teixeira is a vet. He's been in for a while. And he fought, he fought John Jones. Um, I forgot how long ago. But he fought John Jones for the title. And initially when he came into the UFC, he was on like a 20-fight win streak. And then he lost to John Jones. And then he's like been on a five or six-fight win streak since. So he's in like a weird position. But like he's – uh, he's an older dude who's like a decent striker, but he's really good at grappling. And he went up against Santos, who was supposed to be, you know, like I said last week, uh, like an up and comer, someone who's got a lot of fights under his belt, but like he's just been crushing it lately. And he just got absolutely like outclassed and he did a terrible job basing on his feet because he, he had uh, Teixeira. And it's like, that's one of those things where, again, where I was talking about Khabib a couple weeks ago, like when you see someone on the ground like that, like, that's just, like, completely outclasses somebody. It's the same thing with boxing. Like, you see it, like, from the get-go. And you know, and it's different because you know that, like, he knew from the beginning he probably didn't want to go on the ground with Teixeira, and he was probably trying to stop it, but there's only so much you can do at that point. And I'm, I, his takedown defense was horrible. He got taken down, like, three or four times, like, right from the get-go. And uh, it was just one of those things where he just literally got outclassed and just got exhausted on the ground and – um to share, I ended up getting him with like a rear naked choke. And I think he was just like so gassed that he just tapped right away. It wasn't even like, it was just like, he didn't even, he just gave up. Like he was just, as soon as he got it around the neck, he just, that's it. Um, but it was, you know, like I said, he was a pretty big underdog there. He wasn't really looking like he was going to win that fight. And I would definitely say it was a huge upset because I don't know a lot of people that did pick him. And even the people that, you know, like Dana White was even talking about it after he was like, I always count this guy out and he always ends up showing up. Um, so he wants to be in a title fight next, but you know, there's not a lot of options. Cause like I said, he's in a weird position in terms of, you know, who and who he's going to fight when he should fight because his next fight is kind of, you know, it's either, you know, he tries to go after like John Jones again, or he tries to go after Stipe or he tries to go after, um, you know, maybe Izzy or something like that. But I don't, I don't see that happening because, um, it doesn't really make sense, but you know, there, there's not really a fight for him to be had because he already went up for the belt and they lost like handily. And they're talking about like putting him up against John Jones, but even like, you know, you would imagine that like five years ago, someone was a little bit better than they are now, especially as you get older as a, as a fighter. Um, so going against someone like John Jones now is even tougher. Um, so there's not really a lot of options for him, but it was still a good fight nonetheless. And it was a, you know, he upset him. And uh, like I said, it, it's one of those things where you see it right away. He just got like outclassed from the beginning. I was wrong. Cause I think I said Santos would knock him out within like two or three rounds and he didn't come close. Um, like I said, he hit him a couple times in the beginning, but that was really about it. And uh, there was a good fight before that. I forgot the guy's name, but it was fight of the night. And those guys were trading blows like crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, that fight was pretty, you know, it was just a, you, you would hate it. It was like 90% on the ground. There was basically like he, he, like I said, he early on, he was throwing punches and then he took him down the first round and the rest of the time he was on the ground. And uh, the second round he got him down 
the rest of the, he he would have he got him in a rear naked choke at the end of the second round, and then timer went off. I think it was the send of the second round to the f- first round, but he got saved by the bell and then just gave it up again. And that was it. Then he just got tapped. Um, this weekend there is uh, a fight that was supposed to be really good that I talked about last weekend, which was uh, Makayeva or something like that. I forgot how to pronounce his last name. He's a Russian dude. Um, he's like a Khabib uh, apprentice, um, but he got sick or got MRSA or something like that or staph infection, so he's out. So Rafael Dos Anjos is fighting uh, this guy who stepped up on five days' notice, uh, Paul Felder, who is uh, like a known fighter. Um, he's an Irish fighter, and uh, he's like more. Oh, he's gonna win. What is he's that? Gonna he's gonna win. He's Irish. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. Irish. Yeah. Um, He's usually a broadcaster, but he's stepping in on five days' notice. So, he's, yeah, he's going to win. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what the, the odds are, but I could definitely see it happening. Listen, every time I've seen Dos Anjos fight, I have not been impressed. Yeah. I think this dude is like, again, we, we talk about lazy punches in yeah. MMA. He's like the, one of the worst in terms of technique. So, yeah. and like, you know, he's had a couple of good fights, but he's always, he's been one of those dudes that like doesn't really show up when it's time to like show up and he was supposed to, he was supposed to fight Connor at one point, And then he was, you know, he's kind of like, uh, I don't know. Do you know, Cowboys Cerrone, you know, Donald Cerrone. Yeah. Like he's just one of like another one like that, where, um, and I don't know if you know anybody in boxing that compares to that, but like, you know, it's like when the lights shine brightest, he never, he's not there. Like he's never there. And he's just yeah. always kind of like falling to the side or just not, you know, like last five fights, Cowboys on like a five fight lose streak, losing streak. And, like, every time he goes in, he's like, oh, yeah, Cowboy wasn't there. And it's like, all right, dude, well, like, how many more of those do you have before you, you maybe, like, call it quits? Because, like, you, you can't just, like, keep showing up like that and, and asking for big fights. But, you know, this is a chance for Dos Anjos to either, like, ruin the rest of his career or, like, make the rest of his career um, and at least put himself in a position where he might be able to get um, something past that. But uh, I think that's past that. I don't know if there's anything – yeah, the rest of the card's looking a little sleepy. So, other than that, um, updates: Connor and Poirier, January twenty third. That's official. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, that's really it. So, like I said, this weekend for UFC was kind of it was good fights if you're into the grappling and whatnot. It was nice to see the grappling because he just he got him in a lot of different ways and he didn't really have an answer. He was on his back basically the whole time until he rolled over and got choked. So. Um, but Glover Teixeira is just like a vet. It's just like a good. It's it's cool to see like the old guys step up and just be like, because sometimes you see these guys who in UFC are just like these punchers. Like there's guys like Francis Ngannou, um, you know, who who just like heavy hitters. And like in the UFC, it's not, you know. And I wanted to ask you this too because I saw a clip and I, I immediately as soon as I heard it, I, I thought of you. Um, but you know, you got these heavy punchers who are stepping in the UFC, but there's so much more to it that you have to like develop a full game. Um, I saw a video clip. Do you know who Darren Till is? Mm-hmm. So Darren Till was talking yep. to a reporter or something. He was in his car. It looked like more of like a, a video, like a YouTube video or a documentary. Um, and they were talking about like fighters and he was talking about, um, which obviously probably doesn't make sense because Josh was a heavyweight, but he was like, you know, people would say if, joshua and darren till were to fight that anthony joshua would win and darren till was like that's not true because i just single leg takedown and choke him out and he wouldn't beat me and uh, i know we've had this conversation a couple times and uh you know what's your i I know your opinion is the boxer is gonna because it's stand up at first but i'm curious as to what you think about that statement well we said this last week um either either guy going into the other game with uh, only a couple months notice, like a couple yeah. months to train for that sport is not going to do well. Yeah. So if you're talking about ja- Joshua goes in with like, okay, we're going to plan the fight out. Now we got three months to get ready for the fight. Yeah. Of course, Joshua's not going to, he's not going to do well. You, you need a lot longer to train for the things that you're going to see in the ring or the octagon. Yeah. Um, but again, it, like, listen, in my opinion, if it comes down to a street fight, like we were just talking about those guys. Yeah. I think that's what they were talking thinking, about. I don't. If that's what they're talking about, I'm the, they, that single leg takedown bullshit and grappling, that don't go in the street. 
I've been in enough fights to, to against wrestlers and jujitsu dudes to know that if you can't throw a punch, if you're just going to rely on grabbing a dude, you're going to get kneed in the face, you're going to get headbutted, you're going to get elbowed, you're going to get punched, and you're going to get beat the fuck up. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I've, yeah. And that's I, don't know, I've, I, I, don't, I don't think it's that simple, like, oh, I'm going to grab a dude. Yeah. First of all, Anthony Joshua's a big, strong dude. Yeah. So you tell me, like, you you go grab him, like, he ain't going to grab you back and grab your head. And, and you're you going to get out of that headlock? Yeah. Joshua gets you in a headlock, his big-ass arms. You just, oh, I'm, I'm going to get out of that. Yeah. Like, I think it's just – And, like, I understand, I, you I know. Give credit to what a guy knows and how tough a guy is to just say, I'm going to do this, and it's all over. Because yeah. what, what's – like, I, I'm going to get him a single leg takedown. And then, like, there takes some – it's not like, oh, I'm going to grab him, and then that's it. It's over. Yeah. Like, you have to get him in a position to where it's like, okay, now I have him. He's not getting out of it, right? Yeah. Whereas a punch, it's like, dude, if he hits you, there is no, like, oh, I'm going to wiggle my way out of this. Yeah. It's over. You're sleeping. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for someone to say, I'm just going to crack him, put him to sleep, than it is for, like, oh, I'm going to grab him, put him in a headlock or, or you know, an ankle lock or whatever the fuck. Because that takes some – it takes a little bit of time to get into that position yeah. where a guy, whether or not he knows how to defend it, at least has the opportunity to defend it. Yeah. Again, we're talking about in a street fight, right? He has oh, yeah, well, I was gonna say. way out of it. So, and again, you go, you go, say you go grab a dude. Like I, I've done this before. Like I had a wrestler, a big wrestler. I was in the street fight, got me in a headlock and I could feel immediately his strength. Like if this dude squeezed hard enough, he might've like cracked my jaw. Mm-hmm. And I bit the shit out of his forearm and made him let go. So it's like, there, there are factors in the street fight. These guys like completely, no, I'm just going to grab them. It yeah. don't work like that, man. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because, you know, when I started jujitsu, um, I like, I obviously enjoy it because I continue to do it. But like, it was one of those things where I noticed right away that like, you know, it's practical to a certain degree and like, it can definitely help in a lot of situations. But like, I noticed right away and, and you know, I'm not saying that I'm doing it to like ever want to hurt somebody you know i don't think anybody does it to want to hurt. i mean well that's not true i think people do do it to want to hurt somebody but you know you do it and then like it's just a good confidence boost to know that like if the situation ever comes you can use it or defend yourself or whatever you want to call it but um i noticed very early that like a lot of people who are really good at jujitsu um you know you see it time and time again like i think and that's why i think it's interesting because could Khabib and it's, it's been like the last three weeks because Khabib and Teixeira are both like dominant grapplers who have showed up against strikers but from what I've seen in the past usually these people who are like dominant grapplers or don't do well against dominant strikers so yeah. like and that's why you know like I said when Connor fought um Chad Mendez that was supposed to be like his kryptonite it was a it was a wrestler who was an okay throat puncher but like once he got him on the ground that was it and then you know uh it's the same thing against eddie alvarez too I yeah heard yeah it. eddie alvarez was supposed to be a grappler um you know uh izzy when he fought costa like he was supposed to be like he was like i'm a black belt in jujitsu ju- and Izzy was like all right and it's like you see these guys who are just have like you know maybe it's their attributes that help them but like you know when you can throw a punch a well place punch and like you semi know what you're doing like it's hard to get to a level where you can actually take someone down especially if like you know the kicks too if you have kicks and and you can place those correctly like it's hard to get somebody on the ground yeah like if you get someone on the ground it's going to be good but like you said you're going to have to take a couple punches you're going to take a couple shots um but that's why i think it's so important to like you know from a perspective of learning all this stuff is learning you know, I think that if a, I think that a boxer who learns, yeah, I don't know. I guess like I was going to say that I think a boxer who learns jujitsu might be a little bit more dangerous, but I guess. I, listen, I, I think that if you can use your, if you're real nice with your hands, if you at least know how to defend a takedown, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're going to, you're going to win almost every time. Yeah, you're gonna win almost everything. And because again, look, at, I've never taken any jujitsu or, or wrestling or no shit like that. But I've been in enough fights where, against big, well, everyone's bigger than me. But I've been in enough fights against bigger guys that I've gotten to the point where I can, if someone grabs me, has my arm in a lock or got me in a headlock, I've been able to do a well enough job to wiggle away to a point where I can land a shot. And then once I start landing shots. 
that's when fights change. All right. And again, like some of these guys that like, I don't know how good they are. Like I've been in fights with guys like, well, I, I know um, at least one of the guys that I got into a fight with was a high school championship level wrestler. Wrestler, yeah. But, I, but I've been in there with other guys who have claimed to like, Oh, I do jujitsu. I don't know how good they are. I don't know how you know valid their claims are, but I've been able to do well enough to get away. All I needed was that few inches of space. And it's like, boom, I land some shots. And then that, that's different. Now guys don't want to grab me. Right. They want to yeah. back away because I was able to hurt them. So yeah. the, I think if a boxer knows how to defend just okay, that if they can get out, like have that two, three seconds to get away from getting that, that death lock, if they can get out of that, I, I would take them every time. Yeah. And obviously I'm a little biased, but it comes from experience. Totally. No, I'm just curious. Cause like I said, I, I've, I've thought about that a lot. And it's part of the reason why I started doing Muay Thai as well was because I was focused on jujitsu. And like, I, like I said, I really enjoy it, but like I started to realize that like being a elite level puncher is going to help no matter what. And I, like I said, I don't plan on getting any fights unless you don't absolutely have to, but like, you know, it's always, it, I think it's just a cool thing to do is like when, learning to kick and punch is just like even better. And then if it comes down to it, knowing jujitsu is just something that is in your back pocket. If it ever gets to that point, you know, you think about it like this too. Um, Warfare has changed over time. Why? Because of the range of weapons. Yeah. It's the same thing with hand to hand combat, right? If your range of weapon, if your weapon has longer range than the other guy's weapon, you have an advantage. What has a longer range? My punch, or you're you're fucking grabbing me. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's so it's it it really comes down to logic, right? If I'm good at punching and you're good at grappling, I have an advantage because my weapon has longer range. Yeah, right? I think that's that's the simplest way to put it. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's interesting to think about, and like it's been shown time and time again. Since I was a kid, what is that? I'm thinking about this since I was a kid. No, yeah, and like I, I mean, I've never been close to a, I've never even sniffed a fight, so I don't really know for sure. And like, obviously, I'm sure you've been in your fair share of controlled and uncontrolled fights, so you yeah. know better than me, especially in terms of like, you know, going against somebody who claims to have a background in uh, like jujitsu or something like that. Especially, yeah. you know, I'm sure. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you this. It, 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 listen, it, as a side note, it always works like that, right? Like someone claims to yeah, be yeah. this. And then after the fight is over, like those claims go away. So it, like, <laughs> who knows? You know? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. All right. So Haney versus Gamboa said it was a lackluster fight. There wasn't yeah. really much to it. No. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I expected what I saw to a degree where uh, Haney used his boxing skill, his range, his athleticism, his youth to stay on the outside and just box the shit out of Gamboa, who is a guy that 10 years ago was like 126 pound Mike Tyson. Yeah. Wasn't and, he like one of the number, he was like number one, right? Yeah. 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 He, he, yeah. He was undefeated with he, his knockout um, percentage was over 90%. Like he had only gone the distance a few times um, until his first loss. He, yeah, who, did he, who did he lose to the first time? Cause I think I remember watching that fight and it was like, um, like, wasn't it like he wasn't supposed to lose? Like, wasn't it like a pretty big fight that he wasn't supposed to lose? And he got like fucked you up. Know, good? I don't, I don't remember who his first loss was to. Google remembers. Google remembers everything. Um, yeah, but he, Gamboa used to be this guy that was very explosive with his feet, get in and throw these deadly hooks, had a lot of speed, a lot of power. Um, and he's a guy now that just doesn't have legs under him anymore. So he was a sitting target for Devin Haney and, and Devin Haney couldn't get him out of there. And Devin, you know, he, he said, Oh, I'm going to knock him down four times. I'm going to, I'm going to get him out of there before tank did and all this. And he, he caught him with some really clean shots and they didn't seem to affect him. Um, so it was just, and, and De, Haney did not take advantage in my opinion of the moments in the fight when he probably could have landed some more heavy shots, like an accumulation of heavy shots after he caught him with one clean one. 
Mm-hmm. He sort of got back behind his jab, which again, I know that's his style. He boxes, but again, you, you talk all that shit and you have a dude where, you know, you, you got him good. Um, and he didn't, he didn't like, he didn't go after him. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and in turn, what happened was he would, he would hit Gamboa with a clean shot. Gamboa would then get in on the inside, throw one or two, and then just tie up. Cause again, his legs weren't there, man. He couldn't get out of the, the way. And so it was a lot of that. It was Haney laying it up. He was pot shotting him from the outside. Gamboa every now and then would lay in something, then tie up. You know what I mean? Haney would lay in something big, Gamboa would tie up. And so there wasn't, wasn't a lot going on. And again, Haney talked a lot of shit and he talked a lot of shit after the fight about how um, he wants T.O. and he wants Tank and, uh, to be honest with you, I think he's lying. I don't think he wants any of that. Um, I don't think he has the power um, to, to to be in the ring with any of those guys. Is he, I, I is he, at, a, is he at a skill level with those guys, or is he just lacking? Skill, skill-wise, man, he, listen, he could box. He could box with anybody. Haney could box with anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just that, especially a guy like Teal, who has the boxing skills um, that are on par with Haney, but then has that power that is out of this world. So I do, I like, I don't think he wants that fight. I think he's a better boxer than Tank Davis. Mm-hmm. But again, Tank is such a great counter, counter puncher that it, and he's got that power that if he does catch him, I, I think that's, that's over. So I don't, I don't think Haney would last in those fights. Um, and I think we're coming up, you know, on an era here where these 130 pounders, 135 pounders, 140 pounders are all going to be forced to fight each other. Yeah. That's good. I don't think fans care about Devin Haney being 25 and 0 when he hasn't really fought anyone. I don't think, yeah. I don't think anyone cares, you know, right. Even Ryan Garcia is about to let fight Luke Campbell in yeah. a couple. Weeks. Yeah. That that's a step up for him. And then, and then Garcia said he wants to fight tank. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to get all these guys fighting each other. And I, I think that if, Somebody's always got to go. Yeah, and if Devin Haney doesn't step up and fight one of those guys soon, um, I think he's. I think he's gonna like fade away. No one's gonna care. No one. No one cares that you that you beat up that you outboxed a thirty-nine-year-old Uriarcus Gamboa. No one cares. Yeah. I mean, you weren't in any danger, yeah. and you couldn't get the guy out of there. And he looked like he, he looked like he might as well have been in a fucking wheelchair. Yeah. You know what I mean, and you couldn't get him out of there. So it it's not a good look. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't make for a very exciting fight. Yeah, so even yeah. for someone like me who respects the technique and all that, like there wasn't a whole lot of technique to take away from that. He didn't do anything special, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the thing, is like when you don't stand out, that's and I think that's something that people disregard too much. Is like when you're supposed to be like when you're put in a position sometimes to stand out and you don't, that's just as much as like, you know that's just as on par with, you know, being in a position where it, it's almost as equal in the opposite direction. Whereas like you're put in a position where you shouldn't succeed and you do like, you know, when you're in a, when you're in a position where you need to like take that next step and you're against someone who you clearly like should be better than, and then you don't show up or you don't perform or you don't take away or don't give people what they were looking to see. Then like, you don't get those chances too often, especially yeah. like, you know, like, I was just looking at Gamboa's record. So his first loss was in 2014 to Terrence Crawford. Then okay. Robinson Castellanos in 2017. And then his last two uh, losses were Davis and Haney. Um, but other than that, you know, he's 30 and four. And that's, a, I would say that's a, you know, pretty big name and pretty good fight record for the most part. He lost to, looks like he lost to a lot of these recent people or once yeah. he stepped up against the, like some bigger names, but um, you know, like when you're looking to take that next step, it's going to be the same thing for Ryan Garcia. It's going to be the same thing for like these guys who are coming up. These are people that like they're giving you for a reason. Like, you know, Luke Campbell isn't in Ryan Garcia's class, but like, you know, is Ryan Garcia going to show up and, and prove that he's worthy of taking one of these guys? Or is he going to like just well, do it, you, at least- it done? To, to Ryan Garcia and his team's credit, Luke Campbell, um, he poses somewhat of a threat because he's tall, he's long, and he can box. And he's tough. Like, he's not going to go anywhere. Right? Yeah. I mean, like Ryan Garcia is going to have to really fuck him up to get him out of there mm-hmm. or outbox him for 12 rounds. Yeah. 
one or the other. You know what I mean? Uh, Gamboa, there were, he, he, there was no threat because he didn't have his legs under him. There was no power there in any of his shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and again, because his legs weren't there, he, he was a sitting target. And the thing is, like, Gamble was known for having a soft chin. Mm-hmm. And the, again, Devin Haney is not known as a knockout artist, but he's knocked out people before. And then you get in there and you land these clean shots on a guy who's known, he's been down 14 or 15 times in his career. Yeah. A guy that's been down that much and you couldn't put get him out of there after claiming I'm going to knock him down four times, it's not a good look. That's yeah. not, he did not come out of that fight um, looking the way he should have looked, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that, like I said, that, I, that, that happens a lot with guys. And I think that, you know, that happens more often than not. And it, it gives you the, that, when someone can show up and they're able to kind of like get to that point, it's a lot, makes a lot more of a fighter out of them. You know, like it makes them that much more interesting to watch and, and pay attention to and kind of like see through and whatnot. And like, especially with, you know, like you said, the guys that are coming up now, like this will be a fun time because like, it's always better when the gig, the guys have to fight each other. Like, you know, when, when people are forced to fight each other and they're not able to like duck each other or, not have to worry about anything it's it's better for a fighter to and the sport to have to go against the number one versus the number two and the number three versus four and then you mix all them together to create a good championship fight you know like it sucks having to see like canelo not have any opponents you know like yeah. there, there's not there's nothing good about it like everyone wants to see canelo box but like is he gonna fight triple g for the fourth time you know like what's he gonna do like that's really his only you know option there and then like you go down and then you're looking at all these guys like once the, you know, like it's cool to have Lopez and then have Davis and then have Garcia and then have Hain- like there's options there that at least, you know, there's good fights to be made. Um, yeah. Once, once some of the divisions get out of hand where it's just like, yeah, like, and like a guy like Canelo too, is just like, he's so far and above everybody else that it's like, there's no good fights. You know, he could fight somebody, but there's no like good fights, you know? Yeah, that's what, and to be honest, like, see, but in Canelo's case, it's not really his fault. Yeah. Because there just aren't that many bodies at that weight for him, yeah. right? Now, that, that people know. Yeah. Um, and, but the lightweight division, those 135, it's crowded. Like, people yeah. know these names. So they can't run from each other for that long mm-hmm. and expect to continue to have fan support. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have to because people know that those other names are out there. Like, you have to be a real hardcore boxing fan to name some of the guys that are in line to fight Canelo because mm-hmm. there just aren't that many bodies there. He's fucking cleaned it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what some – one of these guys at lightweight needs to do that. They need to clean that shit out, beat all those guys, and then there's nothing anyone can say about them. Yeah. You know, they, they can move up, lose, it doesn't matter. But if they go at least fight those other names at – in the, the division right now, that, that's how, you know, you become the guy like Canelo. Yep. Yeah. And I think that overall they're, they're they'll step up and they're going to have to. And I think that right now it's a good spot for boxing because they're going to get all these good young guys that are coming up that are solid fighters. And like, they're, they're young too. That's the most important thing is they're young. Yeah. So it's like, there's always going to be, and I think, you know, I think really right now, I think fighting's kind of like coming back a little bit in terms of, like it's uh, like it's uh, what do you call it? Like it's the following. Like the following is growing. I think you know as the the fighters are becoming more and more like vocal and social and and you know they're they're leading a new following for the sport after you know Mayweather had left and it's it's a weird time because like in in boxing you know Mayweather was kind of carrying it for a while and he was just like the face of boxing and now when it's like, it's kind of like the NBA, like you, you go through like this dark year or these dark years, once like the Jordans leave and, and the LeBron's leave, or, you know, like the, the, when LeBron leaves the NBA, there's going to be like a, a void to be filled, whether that's, you know, by a Steph Curry or, you know, like that, it's just going to happen. And like the ratings are going to go down and there's not going to be same thing as Jordan. When Jordan left, you know, the ratings plummeted when, you know, th- it happens in all sports and it's, it's good when you get these people who are um, just like figures that you can watch and know like there he's going to, this is going to be a good fight. This is going to be a good fight. This is going to be a great fight. And that's why 
the UFC has done so well recently is because they have characters and they're, they're, they're very good at like building stories and yeah. like the sports who build the best stories oftentimes get the, the most viewings. And that's why the NBA has been so popular because they've, they've built like this villain story, like the, the hero versus the villain of like, you know, ever since really LeBron went to Miami, it was this, you know, he's the villain and everybody wants to beat Miami. And then like, they do a really good job at, putting a storyline to the season of, you know, who should get MVP? Why should they get MVP? And like boxing doesn't do a great job of storytelling. Maybe because that's just how the people are that are boxers. They're usually not like the storytelling type or they're just like foreigners. So they're not really like people who are into the culture of like the U S and then fighters in UFC, you know, like they, they do a better job of selling the fights. Like Connor does a great job himself of selling the fights, you know, the story of Khabib with his dad and then like just his background of wrestling bears and like all, you know, like they do a really good job of selling the person. So it's a lot better to like watch the fights. And like if these promoters did a better job of like selling the stories of these guys, besides like the hardcore fans, they'd probably get a lot more of those people funneling, you know, and I would just, but you know, as these young guys come up, it's going to be better and better and they're going to be able to follow more and more. And I'm I'm excited for it because I think that, you know, as I've talked to you more about it, and as I've dove deeper into like watching over the past six months, especially because it's been one of the only things that's been on besides like basketball, you know, when it came back on, but like UFC and boxing were some of the, I think they were the first things to come back. Right. Like they were the only yeah. two. Yeah. So like, you know, being able to watch those has been cool. And like, it's been cool to dive back into it. Cause you know, for a while you start, you kind of get like, you know, you get lucky when you get like the Floyds of boxing. Cause it's just like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, you just watch that dude and then LeBron's like, then they don't, they're not there. And it's like, Oh, like what the, you know, like you don't get to watch LeBron anymore. You don't get to watch Floyd anymore. And now it's like, who's that next person to step up. And that's, you know, it happens, but it's like, it's always, it's always there to fill. And I think it's uh it's cool to see all these guys fight for that to like kind of fill that next, whether they, they won't be, you know, no one's going to ever be Floyd again and no one ever be LeBron again, but like, you know, it just happens. And then the next person steps up and it's the next, the next of the next of the next and they just carry whatever the sport is um so really you know you said that he's got a lack of opponents right there's really nothing for him to really fight next because of you know just his level of skill and where he's at and you know Canelo guys really just don't have a desire well in Canelo's case it's just the at the at that particular weight I mean again there's you know um, Charlo saw him up fighting him. Willie Monroe is on that list. Um, the 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 most buzz has come from uh, Caleb Plant. Like there there's that's been building. Like Caleb Plant might be the next in line to fight Canelo. Which I, again, I'll admit it'll be exciting. Caleb Plant's got some skill. Um, get, he's a white guy, you mm-hmm. know. So anytime that you get a white guy that can actually throw his hands, it becomes interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's got some skill. Um, he's got speed. He's got power. Um, one of these guys with a really interesting backstory. But I mean, again, being a realist, it's like he's not touching Canelo. So yes. while the buildup for the fight will be interesting, I think it would get eyes. Like Canelo's going to bring uh, people to the fight no matter what. All right. Um, but I think that is probably, you know, financially makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know about fight wise, but it makes the most sense. I think maybe Charlo would make the most sense fight wise, but I still don't think he's in the class with Canelo. So, um, you think it's like hurt Canelo long term, like legacy wise, like not having really no, anybody there. Nope, because uh, he's already like, if he were to retire now, it's like this dude started when he was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, his only loss was to Mayweather, one of the greatest boxers ever. And then he won championships in multiple divisions, moved all the way up from welterweight to light heavy and won championships. He could retire tomorrow and it wouldn't matter. He'd still I really, be- I would pay absurd amount of money to see him against Floyd now, like at their, both of their peaks. I mean, Floyd would yeah. probably still win, but. Uh, it, it, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's, it, again, it's a totally different thing now because Canelo is a much bigger guy naturally than he was at yeah. 22 you know what i mean yeah. um again like he went to light heavy and beat the fucking shit out of 
Sergey Kovalev. <laughs> I mean, like, and Kovalev has a jab that was knocking guys out. So, um, yeah, I mean, Canelo's just he his legacy can only it's only going to get better. You know, whether or not there are guys there, um, if he continues to win, and us people looking at it as he doesn't have an opponent because he's so good. Maybe it will hurt him, but I mean, anyone with any fucking sense would look at that and be like, well, that's not his fault. He's, you know, that people aren't as good as him. You know, what's he supposed to do? Yeah. Um, I'm just curious because, you know, there's, there's been that argument in other sports where like, this just because of the era or because of who was around and, you know, when people did certain things, it's just kind of like it, they've, and I guess it doesn't really matter because it's everyone's fucking opinion. So you know, it's, but like, it's, it's happened in boxing a bunch of times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mike Tyson is like, he's not known as one of the great heavyweights by a lot of people because there wasn't anyone for him to fight. Yeah. Was, was there not anyone for him to fight? Or was he just so much fucking better than all the guys in his era that it made them look bad? Yeah. The same day, like Rocky Marciano, like now, granted, I think Rocky Marciano, that argument has a little bit more uh, traction. Yeah. Yet there wasn't a lot of guys there. I mean, because again, back in the in the, the 40s and 50s, I mean, there were wars, there were a lot of things going on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been in boxing, like, you know, um, that lack of tests for yeah. a, a champion. And sometimes I think people, like really overdo it on that. Like, oh, you know, Mike Tyson isn't one of the best because there wasn't a lot of guys there. I, I, in my opinion, I just think guys were just not on that level, so it made them look shitty. Yeah. Because I mean, he's fighting the, the again. You're you're fighting guys that have one or two losses in in 30, 40 fights. They got to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I, I think there there's always going to be. Um, that argument, like, oh, he doesn't have anyone to fight, so it, it tarnishes his legacy. I, I, I personally don't. I don't. I, if you have functioning eyeballs and you <laughs> see a fucking guy fight and you know that he's that much better than everyone, it, it, I mean, that should be it. I mean, there's yeah. a bunch of people that know boxing that can use their fucking eyeballs and say, yeah, I mean, it's clear that he's way better than everyone else. Then that's it. I mean, why, why, why do we need to go into oh? He doesn't really have anyone, so that that hurts his legacy. Ah, that's it's garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting conversation for me because I always, I've always been one to enjoy debating legacy, as you know, because we've talked about a bunch with LeBron and Jordan. Yeah. And uh, like in terms of just about. talking about their what, which you're wrong about. No, um, but you know, uh, it's it's something where I, I think that a lot of I think it's cool to see the guys who stand out in each generation in terms of sport, in terms of skill, and just like looking back and just seeing that, you know, for the time that there was dudes who were just better. And and to think that like moving forward, there's going to be people who are better is like even scarier. Is like one day there will be someone who's like just as good, if not better than Canelo in terms of like weight class. And like, you know, for basketball, I'll go back to it. There's going to be someone who's better than, you know, LeBron one day and, and, and someone who has all the skills and like there's gonna it's just like it's it's crazy to think about but like because you watch it live and you see them and you're like they are fucking good and then yeah. like you're just like wow but there probably will you know i don't know for sure but there probably will be someone better if not you know as good as skill wise um as those guys but it's it's a it's a fun conversation for me to have yeah. uh, all right so crawford brooke this weekend Another kind of, uh, I, I won't say lackluster fight, but not something we're, we're looking forward to here on uh, the fight cast. Oh, I mean, I always look forward to seeing Crawford fight because he's one of those guys, again, like the way that I viewed Mayweather. Like I'm going to, as a boxing guy, I'm going to learn something from Crawford every time I see him fight. Um the dude is just crafty. Um, he's got the speed. He's got the power. His, his footwork is unreal. Um, so it's always it's always interesting and always exciting to see Crawford fight. Um, I don't think 
I think the lack of interest comes from Kell Brook not being a real threat to mm-hmm. Crawford. You know what I mean? That, that's where I think it's a little uninteresting. Uh, Brook is a, a tough guy. Um, I don't think Crawford's going to knock him out um, because I think he is, one, he's naturally bigger. Um, and he is just a, he's a real tough dude. Um, but he gets hit a lot. He gets, Kell Brook gets hit a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't move his head as much as he should at the weight that he's at. Um, and a guy like Crawford, I think is built to um, just pick apart a guy like Kell Brook, a guy who's got, he's a little bulkier. He, you know, he's, he's muscular. His arms are a, a little shorter. Um, and Crawford's got that range, that speed, that IQ. I just think he's going to pick him apart. So um, I would be shocked if Kelbrook was able to, to pull out a win. And so that's why I think it's a little uninteresting. I just think it's a ho-hum Crawford's going to win 12 rounds here. You know what I mean? Like that's um, still exciting though, because uh, Crawford is not the type of dude to run away from the moment, like mm-hmm. it, come, it comes down to it, he'll trade shots and he'll try to knock him out. Um, guarantee that Crawford's a, a real dude. Um, but I, I think it'll be a decision. I think it'll be a pretty, I think it'll be a blowout. You know, Crawford's just, Crawford's just, he's just too good. He's a, he's almost in that position now to the Canelo's. And it's like, not a lot of guys, not a lot of guys left at that weight for him to fight that pose a real threat. Um, so yeah, I, I think still definitely check it out. I mean, there's always something to pick up from Crawford. He's real guy that switches stance stances a lot and he's great from, from both stances. Um, he's just a high IQ guy, man. High IQ guy. He's got a high, uh, a high motor. Um, and he's just, he's just like, he's a cool dude too, man. You hear him talk. He's just a cool, cool dude. So like, there's always, it's always fun to watch him fight. I was gonna say I was just looking at his uh, like his uh, record and whatnot, and like his past fights. And two fights ago, he fought Amir Khan, so that's probably a pretty comparable fight to now, right? Well, no, I mean Khan is a guy that one. So this is actually kind of the opposite. Khan has a uh, last chin, right? Yeah, he does. I know that. Kelbrook has like a steel chin. Like okay. Kelbrook taking some, like. Trip, Triple G was teeing off on him, and he was still standing. They is is a uh, corner through in the towel because I, th- I think he broke his orbital bone. Um, he was taking a lot of punishment, but he's still standing. Mm. Um, Amir Khan goes down. Yeah, I mean you blow on him the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Amir Khan down. Uh, but Amir Khan has some of the fastest hands you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. Uh, which, again, Crawford's IQ like he didn't have a problem like, because his timing was just on. Yeah. Uh, I'm just curious because he he beat Amir Khan. Uh, looks like a TKO in the sixth round. Yeah. So I'm curious if that was something to compare to for like looking at predictions of the fight in terms of what you think will happen, or is it something to actually go back to and be like, hey, you know, he did this to Amir Khan, you know, possibly. No, I mean, look, I I could you could argue that Amir Khan and Kell Brook are like at the same talent level, mm-hmm. Remy. Um, but they're different kinds of fighters, and again, like I just. I think, you know, you'll the similarities you'll see is that the way that Crawford was able to land whatever he wanted on Khan would be the same thing against Kell Brook. I just think Kell Brook is too big and too tough to, yeah, to, to go down. Um, not that Crawford doesn't have the power because he certainly does. I just think it's going to fall on Kell Brook and his toughness in his heart, and, and you know what I mean. So I think it'll it'll be a it'd be a tough task to get. Kelbrook down and to keep him down. Cool. So, so I think I see the Crawford decision and you know a landslide. Ah, cool. So twelve rounds, unanimous decision type victory here. Um, cool. Uh, I mean, what do you know? What if that's uh, what channel that's on or what station? It's on ESPN. Top rank. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. And then we got uh, Katie Taylor. Is she on the same card? No, she. Her fight is on the zone. Okay. Um, yeah, Katie Taylor, uh, for those that don't know, she's an Irish chick, which 
automatically makes her better than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she is, I mean, she is amazing, man. Like, honestly, like her and Clarissa Shields, um, I think there are a bunch of male boxers at that weight that they would whoop. Really? Like, that's how they are. Guaranteed, man. There are some guys out there that I can think of that these chicks would fuck them up, man. Um, but Katie Taylor is just like her boxing is beautiful. She throws, you know, whirlwind combinations, uh, great head movement, moves her feet well, uh, in and out lateral movement. Um, she's great at like getting in there. She was like, um, some great little tricks, getting on the inside, pulling people's guard away, catching with something. And she's got a great double left hook. Um, something that I, I I like to throw a lot. I used to like to throw. Mine would, double left hook? Yeah, double left hook. I would go to the body, then to the head. Um, she, and she does that a lot. Body, mm. head. But she also it throws a quick one, like on some Roy Jones shit, to the head. Bah, bah, two left hooks real quick. Um, just beautiful punches, beautiful head movement. Like she, she looks so good so comfortable and so natural boxing. Um, I don't, I don't, I saw a couple highlights of her opponent, uh, Miriam Gutierrez. Um, she seems big and slow, holds her hands really low. Um, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick Katie, Katie Taylor to win the fight. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if she's going to land heavy enough shots to put her down. Um, but I, I, so I'm going to go, um, Katie Taylor decision. Cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have to check her out. Is that on, uh, no, you said to zone. I still have to check that out. That's going to yeah. be, that's on my list of to do is to check out because I want to make sure I have that for whenever Canelo fights. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, other than that, I don't, you know, got the next fights in the next few weeks. We got, uh, Tyson, which we're going to talk about. We got uh, Anthony Joshua, Danny Garcia next weekend, and uh, um, Errol Spence Jr. should be a yeah, yeah, great fight. But Danny, Danny Green's kind of or Danny Green, uh, Danny Garcia talking about the Lakers. Danny Green, Danny Garcia's been. Uh, I I don't think he's fought in a while, has he? Uh, yeah, he's one of these. I think his fight was like, yeah, it's been. It's been a, it was a while before quarantine started, I think was his last fight. That's definitely a fight. Like his, shit, I can't remember who he fought last, but I know he got, I think he got injured and that was off for a while. I'm going to check his, uh, Wikipedia's got all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ivan Red, Red Red Cat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Adrian Granados. And then he lost to Sean Porter. Then Brandon okay. Rios, and then he lost to Keith Thurman. So Thurman was his last fight? No, no, no. Uh, Ivan Redcock. Red, yeah, Red, that was his last fight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think he got injured after that. So I, I think he had a little layoff, and then we went into quarantine. Oh, it was at the beginning of this year. Never mind, yeah. January 25th. Okay. I thought he was, like, off for a while. Um, so I think those are – both next week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, Tyson's the 28th. Tyson and yeah. Roy Jones Jr. is 28th. So we'll talk about that next two weeks. And then next week, we'll talk about uh, Danny Garcia. And then uh, I don't think there's anything UFC really coming up. I mean, there's this weekend, which is going to be a fucking nightmare wash. Probably not going to be good. I'm going to. For official prediction, we'll go with uh, we'll go with the Irishman. We'll, we'll go for it. We'll go third round, TKO, coming off of five days notice. Um, last person I saw do that was uh, Jorge Masvidal, but he lost. Came off like two, like ten day notice or something like that. But let's go with Paul Felder, the Irishman, third the Irish round, TKO. All the way. Um, and then next week we got uh. A lighter card. It's Devison Figueredo, Alex Perez, Valentina Shevchenko, which should be a good fight. Um, yeah, but anything, anything else you want to cover? No, 
That's it. That's the that's the big stuff, man. Right, cool. And people uh, should definitely go pay attention to Katie Taylor. Right? Yeah, she's she is a gem. Her and Clarissa Shields. I mean, because again, like it's women's boxing doesn't get a whole lot of attention, but goddamn, those two they they can fight, man. They can fight for real. So I fought, uh, the fight I watched, there was a fight uh, on Inouye's card. I forgot the girl's name. She yeah, Michaela Mayer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, she's, she's good too. Yeah, she's not, not good. the level of Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields, but she's she's really good too. Yeah, yeah the, the girl she fought was not very good. I mean, she was good, but she kept getting disqualified for holding. Yeah, or, uh, she got points taken off for holding. Um, yeah, but she looked really good. I was watching uh, some YouTube highlights. I went after last week's episode. I went on and I was watching some old Adrian Broner, some old Floyd, some old like just like. Pacquiao, just like looking at some of these guys, and Adrian Broner was so good. And he's, yeah. and I watched a video of him. It was, it was a week and three days ago at this point that he got arrested. He's got a nice beer belly and he's got no money, apparently. And, Poor uh, Broner, man. He got a guy had all the fucking talent in the world, man. And I don't know, you know, it's crazy. I've um, seen, like I said, for where I come from in Rochester, there was a ton of guys that who I think were talented enough to be world champions. And Life gets in the way sometimes, man. Oh, it usually goes. You let that shit get in the way, and you'll uh, you'll have a nice nothing to your name after. <laughs> All right, so that's it for this week. If you guys have any suggestions or things you want to hear us talk about, or any, uh, I don't know, like mock matchups, maybe just like dive into that stuff. Let us know. We'll be uh, we'll both put some stuff on our Instagrams. At or if you, want to hear, if you want to hear me talk about some uh, some old street oh, fight story, that too. I want to hear about those. But uh, Jake Paul's supposed to be fighting not this weekend, but he's on the Tyson card. Yeah, yeah, yep. Against yep. Nate Robinson. Yeah, that's so gonna dumb. be. Uh, I saw that last night. I was like, Jesus, that's gonna be a joke of a fight. Yeah, and and next speak. So when we talk about that in two weeks, I want to bring up. Uh, my man Willie Monroe. We're gonna have a little conversation about him um, because going with what I've said about these guys like Jake Paul and these YouTubers going in and getting paid, and guys that have come from a certain place and worked really hard. Like Willie's one of those guys, and because his name is is up there to fight Canelo, I'm gonna talk a little bit about that and and you know how a guy that's worked really hard that I know personally is is getting you know what he deserves. Cool. So. Uh, that sounds good to me. Gotta yeah, try to get him on. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Talk to you guys next week. If you guys have any questions or any suggestions at Immortal Boxing, right? Immortal's yes. Boxing. Immortal's Boxing. Yep. And then Brandon underscore underscore Gallagher. Drop us some messages. We'll see you next and week. Check out the YouTube channel. Immortal's, Immortal's Boxing. Yes. On YouTube. Talk to you next week. Peace.